0: Hello everybody and welcome to the twenty-seventh episode of the HSBG podcast. I'm your host, Educator Collins. I'm here with my constant co-host, Shady Bunny. Shady Bunny. How you doing? I am well, thank you for asking,
1: cons Got to miss you for a week. Yeah.
0: I, I have uh I have disappeared from this plane of existence. Unfortunately for this week, I have not uh, played a single Hearthstone match, which is actually extremely rare. I'd say I don't think that's a very common state for me, statement for me to make. But yeah, I didn't really uh, touch Hearthstone this week, so I know a lot of things have changed since last week. I basically. Only know the bare bones, so I think this podcast is really going to let Shady uh, take the lead here, kind of really discuss what he's been uh, doing and finding out this this uh, particular week. Because uh, we were uh, we initially did four minion types last week, uh, just the ones that I initially thought were going to be pre- uh, prevalent in the meta, and uh, we were we theorized. Okay, we'll just cover it, the rest of them this this week, but. I think that makes no sense anymore. <laughs> Honestly, the meta has changed so much. Uh, there's so many different styles and I really just think it would be a better podcast, a better learning, uh, you know, episode. If we just re go over a lot of the prominent things again, right? Just kind of talk about, okay, what are we seeing in the meta now? And talk about, okay, um, why are, these are strong, why these are being played, especially with some of the bugs that have happened, some of the uh, introduction of new cards, the introduction of, you know, death, Deathwing, but that didn't really do anything. You know, things like that. There's been a, a little bit of a shake up, especially like one uh, adi- card edition can really change the whole meta. And you as you can see, that's what happened. So um, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to just go over the, you know, the less played uh minion types we're just gonna re go over a lot of the meta and just the meta as a whole and really just discuss uh what shady's found out because you know i'm pretty useless this week so <laughs> uh, uh, uh we can get right into it first things first though I uh, we do want to cover uh some of the bugs uh that came out uh through this new patch right new patch and new bugs right that's the blizzard way uh I think the the most important one, the biggest one, is uh, you know, the panda bug where uh a lot of the higher MMR people were really just uh, having a good time. A real nice time with it, it seems, as they were getting panda like every game, every other game basically, and just kinda dominating the competition, really taking that lead uh to its fullest and really creating like a big gap between the have nots and the have the haves, you know. So, you know, Blizzard really uh identifying with that philosophy you know trickle down the kind of thing oh the the high MMR people get the good heroes here so uh, i didn't really get to experience it I, I should have played and really abused some of that but i didn't but i'll show you if you want to go over it and see tell us kind of how that uh, yeah sure
1: sure yeah I, I think the the best way to look at it is you go to hs replay and you see that panda is the best hero by far um, and those stats are super skewed because if you obviously affirm to the good players the whole time, then <laughs> they're going to do better with it on average. And that, that skews the stats like crazy. So uh, uh, I don't assume that Panda will remain the uncontested number one, uh, which right now, apparently C'Thun is second. So people are just very consistently playing Dragon C'Thun, um, which we covered last week with the smuggler. Yeah, it's it's good that it's fixed now because it was... It was definitely something where we noticed it. Where I was just saying, like, man, I'm getting a lot of pandas. A lot of people were saying, like, I got like an insane panda rate today. And then there was just this tweet that said, like, hey, you know, we've looked at streamers and like this, this is not normal. Uh, and then they, they found out that if you create a custom lobby, that the first person in and the person that owns the lobby, also get uh, Panda and carryo because that's the thing. It's not just Panda, it's also carryo but that's almost like a negative thing where you'll get offered either a Panda or a carryo if you were the highest and second highest MMR player in the lobby. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty weird and pretty, this is one of those things where we tell people like, you know, put on your tinfoil hat, but then it actually happens. Right, we have these like for years people are saying, like, oh, what if there's like hidden arena MMR? What if they manipulate something where they give better heroes to the people that like (laughs) buy skins? And then it's like finally something like this happens and it gets through. It's like, oh my god, (laughs) it actually happens. (laughs) They give better heroes to higher MMR people. So, yeah, TLDR is it's fixed now, but very particular bug, very weird, very specific. The two highest MMR people getting, uh. Hear
0: I I would just you know from an I feel like an outsider this week honestly <laughs> like I like I'm like ah oh, you know I I feel like this bug is not fixed because the they still get to keep their MMR it's not like oh yeah let's revert oh, right. the MMR yeah. like there there's gonna be some lucky. SOBs who who are like, damn, my MMR is so high. I got panda every game. I'm a panda expert now. And damn, this is yeah. gonna be nice. I don't even have to play anymore. I'm like top ten. You know, there it's not really fixed because there's gonna be lingering uh kind of yeah, ramifications right. Right. Of, uh, of people just being able to abuse uh like really strong yeah. heroes, right? Theoretically the strongest hero in the game and just having that that uh buffer or, or that uh, you know, that space to really yeah. uh, mess around and do whatever they want. Yeah. And people that really spammed and really understood yeah. the meta
1: were able to farm a lot for sure.
0: Yeah, and, and we can we
1: can see that the uh, there's actually two people already on 11k, mm-hmm. and then there's a couple people close with 10.9, and then a few more people with 10k. And already rank 14 is not even uh, 10k, when there's a couple people on 11k or close to. Yeah, that definitely shows like that, that chasm that's already been just smashed in there where, you know, if you are rank one EU, you were literally getting Panda every two games or every other game, basically. <laughs> it's like crazy to say. So you just have to be, you just have to high roll the other champ select and get a decent hero. And then you're just playing Panda and something else, Panda, something else. Not always, of course, in that order. It could be like Panda, 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 carry on, carry on, carry on. But that, that's what you would be getting. And of course, you know if you're rank two, if you're rank three, if you're rank four, the odds that you're playing with someone that's higher than you are pretty low. So you know you're getting a or anyway. Yeah,
0: it feels it it feels kind of bad. Like now that I'm gonna start playing, it's like damn. Every time I don't get a panda, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. (laughs) I'm gonna be like damn. (gasps) Why wasn't I playing last week? I could have had a panda here. Oh, where's my panda? Panda, panda. Yeah.
1: I think the whole um this this whole season launch is a little tainted anyway with um how you could abuse smuggler when it was really bugged and how certain cards are just way too strong right now. We're definitely gonna be covering that later. So honestly, it's just make the most out of it right now. I think if you, I think if you are a more casual player, this this patch can actually be still really fun where you're just like, oh, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. Finally you can do all this and like frogs is probably phenomenal for casual players. But after you've played it a few times, you're like, OK, I've seen it. This is not OK. So I think the more you play the game, the more problematic this patch feels. Okay. Uh, yeah, anyways, like we can move on. It's it's fixed now. So people get to keep their MMR. They farm with the Panda and the rest is
0: uh, just tough luck. Uh, yeah, a little aside, I, I think it's very funny when you read like these updates uh, in one session like overall the yeah. the updates are like this is like a week of updates but when you just like i i'm just reading them at once they're hilarious like they're like oh that's that death ring will not be enabled oh no we fixed that oh no it's it's wrong again <laughs> oh we fixed uh leapfrog oh no it's not <laughs> it's like, what did they do <laughs> just funny i was laughing while i was reading these uh these updates like in a row, right? I know, like, days have passed sometimes between some of these updates, but it's just really funny they read them all at once. But moving on, I think uh, here we're just going to talk about just the overall tring meta discussion. I don't really think I'm going to contribute too much here because I played maybe, like, one day, a day and a half of games and that was last week that was when welts were just number one dominant right this is my memory what i know right welts are the best da, da, da. i talked to Shady before the podcast he's like nah it doesn't matter too much anymore there's a new there's some new kings in town new ways to play the game it's not just whelp smuggler uh, abusing so uh, we'll just let him uh, go over it, through it what do you think about the patch and the meta right now
1: sure so I think right now, a lot of how you learn to play the game, uh, at least for the time being until Blizzard, uh, you know, does a balance patch, you need to unlearn almost some good habits and learn some different habits. Uh, with, th- with that, I mean, you know, like trying to triple into a higher tier isn't always correct. When uh, you can see that there's a card on the, the front here impatient Doomsayer. This card is the this this would be like a six drop in terms of power. Uh, Where I'm not saying they should turn it into a six drop, but if you triple into a Doomsayer, you're about as happy as if you were to triple into an Eliza in terms of, oh, my chances of winning the game have just gone up significantly. So a lot of the time, you're just going to rig the game in a way where you just have as much chance to hit Doomsayer if demons are in, for instance. So what does that mean? sometimes uh i I pretty much jeep curve all the time jeep curves when you stay on tier one on turn two and then you level on turn three and level again on turn four and that way you're on tier three on six gold um and you get to start buying units on seven gold on tier three instead of the traditional i'm going to level to tier three on seven gold and i get to buy tier three units on eight gold so this way you cheese tier three one turn earlier or you can just do straight up power level as well just straight-up power to three and try to hit the Doomsayer. Um, I'll try to structure a little bit. There's going to be different things here. So I guess the first thing I'll talk about is what the meta is uh, right now, and then we'll talk about how to thrive in that situation because there's always, you know, no matter how much I might disagree with the design philosophy behind it, there is still a way to increase your chances of winning. So the, the first part to quickly point out issues is well, first of all the the stats are just crazy right now you just have you know i think one of the best examples i had is that i was about to lose to a frog build but i won because my 1000 attack dragon was able to kill a 500 health macaw mm. really let that sink in i, I need wait way.
0: i'm not like familiar with this so let let me let me let me digest that for a bit yeah so you're gonna lose but, but you my ha- one 1000 attack dragons which right. is not a glyph guardian by the way because a glyph guardian can get up
1: to a thousand attack when we're in the late game and it's golden and all that but this was a straight up um one drop by the way <laughs> the chromatic the chromatic one drop which was golden right okay and, you know all but that was a golden one drop with 1000 attack and did you attack first
0: or did you like well, kill? No, th-
1: so this is this is what happens, right? So this was a this was a game against a frog build. And what mm-hmm. happens with the frog jumps onto the macaw, the death rattle, and then okay. the macaw procs its own death rattle over and over and over again. So at some point, you um if the macaw survives and the rest of the beasts die, you have this. 500 HP Macaw, uh, which which can go into the millions, by the way, because it just scales exponentially every wait, time you
0: attack. Okay, wait. I haven't seen this, right? So you're saying sure. the frog will jump to Macaw and the frog will die. Is that what's going on? Yeah, so most of the time, if you see a Leapfrogger build, people will
1: have a frog in the front and then one or two Macaws, and then they'll have some death rattle Beasts in the middle and they'll have a Baron in the back. And the leapfrogger dies, which means it passes its death rattle on to another beast. Then your macaw attacks. And a lot of the time the macaw is going to proc the death rattle of whichever beast caught the frog. Um, so if it jumps to the rat pack, it can proc the rat pack and it will still proc the frog. It procs all the death rattles on that unit instead of just picking one of the death rattles. The death rattle is now just like this giant mix, right? And the more frogs die and jump to the uh the unit in question the more frog buffs it gets and then when that unit dies all those frog buffs oh, get yeah. transferred to another unit oh yeah so, oh
0: that's... yeah
1: so yeah you can see the picture already <laughs> right so once once the macaw has accumulated a few frog buffs on itself uh, it can be the only survivor and just be like okay i'm a 100 health macaw i'm now a 200 health macaw i'm now a 400 health macaw i'm now an 800 health macaw and it just keeps going like pump pump Bigger, bigger. Uh, so it's really this gigantic snowball effect that Leapfrogger has. Uh, where the card, like we'll, we'll cover this as well. I don't think leapfrog on average is strong, but when it pops off, it's insane. It's just unstoppable almost. And uh, yeah, to, to just come back to the anecdote and question. Right. Uh, to point out how silly the meta is, like, the only reason I won that fight is because my 1,000 attack right. dragon was able to kill up 500 health macaw. And I just don't like that. I don't like that we're in this meta where these numbers are not um, a once-in-a-whole-meta kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Getting a 1,000 attack unit, I feel like, shouldn't really be a thing. And, you know, you can do a lot more, and especially in health with Smuggler, etc. So, um, my... My complaints, I, I would say, is that there are too just strong, uh, the cards are too strong on too low of a tier, which removes this huge, uh, cool aspect of BGs, which is how am I going to level while staying alive? That That's pretty much what Battlegrounds has been since its conception, maybe like the very initial meta where mechs were so strong, there was no reason to level past tier four, but uh, Aside from that, you have almost always have wanted to be on Tier 5 or Tier 6 to find the really juicy cards. And I'm not going to say that you never go to Tier 6 anymore, but it is preferable to find those very strong units on Tier 2 or Tier 3, which really changes the way you play the game. Like I said earlier, you're going to try to triple into 3s. You're going to either rush to 3 to get there. You're going to just go to 2, check if the shop has OP cards. If the shop doesn't have OP cards, you level 3. You hope you find the OP cards there. And, and a lot of the game right now is just fishing. Fish, 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 fish. Do I get the Doomsayer? Do I get a bunch of frogs? Do I get two uh, Whelp Smugglers? And what happens with that is that a lot of the player agency gets taken away, and it's more, okay, is Bob giving me the OP card? No? Okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm now behind versus someone that did get the OP card. And obviously, there's always a discrepancy in shop quality. You don't always get the shops you want. We know this with, you know, people that have played Battlegrounds for a long time. I've definitely experienced that, but it is now probably the the strongest or the biggest difference since the conception of battlegrounds. Like there are the hits and there are the whiffs, and there's very few really good hits. And I've tried to play the game differently where I say, okay, I'll just like level and I'll try to be strong, but you just you cannot catch up if you don't have these cards. And that's my main complaint that the cards are too strong on too low of a tier which uh, really warps the whole experience. You, you either get these cards or you're almost already playing for like top three. Uh, yeah. So if you have any thoughts or stuff, like I can also just move on to, okay, that is that is the situation. And then it's like, okay, how do we make the most out of this?
0: Okay. So I think we've talked about Leapfrog, but you really haven't discussed the other one.
1: Doomsayer. Okay. I, I, I know yeah. I, is... I mean
0: I know it's Doomsayer, but I just No, no, to... sure.
1: It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's very good that you're here, honestly, with this, like not because if you were playing the same amount of games I was, you'd be like, Yeah, totally, man. You're like, yeah, I'd be like, be like self-evident. You don't have to explain it. But for anyone who hasn't played enough games, so this is what happens with a Doomsayer, right? So when you get um essentially what will happen a lot of the time is on say five gold, you will triple a one drop. You will level and you will pull a three drop. Maybe on six gold, right? Depends on how much you were rolling. And if that is a doomsayer, and you have say this little death rattle imp that provides two more imps when it dies, that's that's already one extra demon you're getting. And then the next turn, you're either leveling to three to try to get more doomsayers. Or you just play more demons. You probably have a Wrath Weaver. Ideally, the Wrath Weaver is a minion. You tripled. So then you're just in heaven, right? If you have a golden wrath weaver and this Doomsayer. And and it it is so absurd that a lot of the time you will just say, mm, Can I play this card? I'll be too strong then, right? My minions need to die. Uh, I need to farm. So sometimes I will just have this juggler in my hand that I will not play because <laughs> if I play the juggler, I kill their comp too fast, and they don't kill enough of my minions. So the Avenger of the Doomsayer doesn't go off, which is insane to say right that i would hold a juggler in my hand when i have a bunch of death rattle demons on the board but i've done that today because i would have been too strong i need my minions to die to feed the doomsayer (laughs) Uh, now now when you when you look at doomsayer you might say okay is it really that strong but you have to keep in mind um demons that's that's not a super wide pool there's also this card which is battle cries which is a much wider pool But, but when you're talking about just demons the chance that you triple stuff is really high The chance that you get Soul Devourer for an extra three gold, relatively high. And if you have Weaver on the board, every single demon is also plus two, plus two, or plus four, plus four. You can get Big Fernal on the board. Later on, you can have an Urzul on the board, which every single demon is then going to start pumping like plus eight, plus eight, or more. So, these are cards that can either be tripled, you can just roll a Mal'Ganis if you're on tier four, it's just... All kinds of craziness happens. So usually what happens when you get an early Doomsayer is you're going to stay maybe one turn on tier four to just stabilize, just try to get the Morganas, try to get some Imp Matrons, and then it's just go to five, go to six, and the Doomsayer will just, it can pull six drops if you're on tier six. So you can just get the Felbats straight away. You can try to get a Golden Felbats. It can pull Amalgadons. uh, And even if it does none of that, it will just feed your Big Fernal, feed your... Uh Wrathweaver and feed your Urzul, which is the five drop demon that consumes a demon from the shop every time you play a demon. And, and there's just no way to keep up with that kind of economy advantage, which also simultaneously, if you've set up properly, I will say, uh, I think that Wrathweaver is a huge part of playing demons, I think a lot. I point this out on my stream all the time when I see people with a but that don't have Wrathweaver and I end up beating them, it's like, yeah, they don't have a 100-100 Wrathweaver. A lot of the time i stay on tier one i try to force that wrath weaver pair to then triple it later and and a 100 100 wrath weaver is not an exception that's actually very common i had a 120 or 130 uh hp wrath weaver uh earlier today and this is just because you have one or two doomsayers or even you know, if you're really lucky you get a golden doomsayer and then you just keep it on your board the whole game until maybe the last fight because that thing is just farm 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 stats that's that's gold 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 and it's it's just that shit crazy broken your entire game gets accelerated you can't just have a card that provides you with both strength and economy like this is yeah that's nonsense right you can't just give someone unlimited money or you know close to unlimited <laughs> money and unlimited powers uh, like
0: I like mean, what the hell right I, mean, so.
1: I i wouldn't like say no i mean <laughs> yeah i mean but that is what we do in this meta honestly no, like oh no,
0: right people are not I think saying that was no. my
1: last game before i went offline it was just like okay i tripled into a doomsayer i was like okay this was cool i ended up losing like that game like funny enough like well second i got second i called a called a loss with an early doomsayer uh but my opponent like 100 100 deflectos and some crazy shit uh, anyways um yeah, so that's like, I'm going to try to keep the ranting to a minimum. No, 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 I like them, I like them,
0: you know, keep on the rants, you know, get loud. Get, you know, sometimes we we need we need someone to slap us in the face and say, this is wrong. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, uh, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it just makes me a little sad where I feel like the meta we had right before Shutter was a, Shutterwalk was introduced was amazing. Okay. Shutterwalk kind of left a little bit of a, like, annoying... Uh, you know, tainted that meta where it's just like, okay, you know, I hit, I faced the Shutterwalk, so I took thirty damage. We have now the damage cap. Shadowwalk is exactly the same, by the way. Like, still stupid. Only now it's like, I guess I'm taking fifteen or
0: I'm Shutterwalk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's so dumb, right? I cannot believe that shadowwalk did not get touched in the slightest. Uh, it's, yeah, so that, that in, in, in combination with this clown face that we have right now, where you have to triple and three drops and all that, there's still a Shutter Rock running around like, oh, there's still two, take your 15. I was like talking on my stream, like, like it's 4 PM time for your 15 damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but anyways, you know, always try to make the best out of situation. And you know, a lot of people are uh, climbing, you know, they're, they're doing stuff. Right. And I, I think that just kind of going with it is the only choice you have. You have to, there's no like trying to beat them. You have to join them. You have to play the OP cards. You have to really try to force these comps and then, you know, make the most out of it.
0: Okay. All right. I think, uh, I think I am starting to understand, you know, yeah. Thank you for covering it, Doomsayer as well. <laughs> Yeah, Doomsayers is just, uh, silly.
1: W- once you see it and like, we'll, we'll play a little, right? If, yeah, if yeah. we get a Doomsayer, you'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is stupid.
0: I, I, I mean, I played a, a couple. I played a day. I, you know, I know, I know what you're talking about. I'm, I just, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't calibrated enough at the time, so I, I took it and like kept it too long and died. That's that was my game plan. But sure, then again, sure, sure, sure. I, I'm sure you can keep it now, like since it's it's a little bit more optimized as well. So, it, uh, you know, I, I want to see how people take use of it. Yep, yep. all right so
1: then how do we play to to keep it simple right and this is really if you're listening to this podcast like yeah yeah, yeah shitty renting like, blah, 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 blah. like what, what get to the good part right how do i win so the the easiest way is to look at the meta in uh four tribes demons which i think are the most consistent and usually like i think overall the strongest tribe to be comfortable with, so I think demons is a huge chunk of it. Um, you have beasts, which is a leapfrogger, which I think is actually the least consistent uh, one of the four, but it cannot be denied that when leapfro- leapfrogger gets when a leapfrogger board gets together, you're not beating it, it's just that good. Um, and then we have the um, I guess more underdogs, the mechs, but they can also be very powerful with holy macro and omega buster, and then the last one is dragons, which is. It's crazy to say, but dragons almost feel kind of fair between um, <laughs> how strong... Yeah, it's stupid to say, right? Like, a week ago, you would have crucified me for this, <sighs> but whelp Smuggler almost feels fair compared to these uh, insane demons boards you can make and the late-game dominance of a good leapfrogger build. So uh, let's start with demons, right? Let's just cover that. What are you trying to do? Like, okay, demons are in. Great. So i love playing a hero let's say Hook Dusk is a perfect example Dusk is like perfect because she has such a high percentage that you can find two wrath weavers early or even a golden one so what will i do i will stay on tier one until hopefully five gold if i have two weavers by five gold or i even better i have a triple ready at five gold uh, that's perfect and if you can find a way to level and take your triple and then just see if you hit the Doomsayer with your golden, uh, with your golden Wrathweaver. That is, you know, almost game set match when you hit the Doomsayer with the golden Wrathweaver. Next turn, you buy like an Imprisoner and an Acolyte to just protect your uh, Doomsayer. You start printing demons for free. You go to four. You find a Morganus. Now every demon you play doesn't cost you health anymore. The snowball gets rolling. Uh, a different approach here, which is also viable, is to just rush straight to tier three. Sometimes you just don't have a hero that's good at fishing for one drops. Uh, you know, like Silas is pretty good at that. Hookdusk is pretty good at that. But, you know, let's say that um, you had to play, you know, it's just some random hero where you just go to tier three. So you buy, uh, let's say, a token. Then next turn you level up. That's four gold. Then five gold, you check the shop. Usually it's pretty good to check the shop. Uh, if there's two leapfroggers, you probably want to play frog build. If there's... Um, like two bulb Smugglers, you want to play that. If there's a bulb Smuggler and a Dragon, you might still want to pivot out. But generally speaking, um, you know, you hit a normal shop and then you power level to tier three. And then on tier three, you're just trying to open the Doomsayer. And you can still do this with Silas as well, by the way, very well, or Galewing, right? Galewing would be a good example where on tier three, you have your discovery ready and you're like, "Uh, is it a Doomsayer, hey, it's a Doomsayer. And then then you're off. and the sad part of this meta is that a lot of it, if you don't hit those cards, is you try to pick up the strongest cards you can, and you're still trying to get a late Doomsayer because it's still going to be better <laughs> than the other things. Um, you're still trying to get late Bulb Smugglers because it's going to catch up with other things. Uh, there is not that much you want to play in this meta. So that's that's one part, right? Um, so... Let's cover what happens once you have it. Because you know, people always make this meme out of it, like, oh yeah, the Doomsayer, you won. And yes, of course you're in a great position, but can you still lose? Yeah, of course you can still lose. So my personal uh, thing is like the the Wrath Weavers. You really like even if you rush to tier three, you're still buying Wrath Weavers, in my opinion, because every single demon you play will be plus four, plus four if you have two Wrath Weavers on the board. If you don't have those Wrath Weavers on the board, you will need, like, early two uh, Big Fernals, and you will need early Urzul, so that you have this scaling, where you are playing demons and you're getting rewarded for them. My, my my average mid-game demon board will look something like this, where I have one to two Doomsayers in the back. I will have one or two Wrath Weavers, depending on if I have Golden it. I'll have a Mal'Ganis, so that's, like, four to five spots covered. And then the rest is just food. It'll be Void Lord, <laughs> it'll be Deathrattle Imps, uh, if it's Taunt, you know, the more Taunt the better, right? So it's like two Void Lords and an Imprisoner, it's perfect. You just want that shit to die and you want to just like keep printing, keep printing demons. I, I think a mistake I was making when I was playing demons is I locked my board up with scaling too early, where I said, okay, I'm going to have two Wrath Weavers, I'm going to have two Big Fernals. I'm going to have Mal'Ganis, and I was like, oh, shit, where do my Doomsayers go? <laughs> and and it just doesn't make sense because Doomsayer is your best scaling. If you keep printing demons for free, that will make you scale more than having your big fernal down a little earlier. So, I would almost recommend to just have, like, one big fernal and hold the other one in the hand and just try to golden it through finding it through uh, either in the shop or getting it for free from your um, Doomsayers. So, that's a big thing. You got to keep the demons flowing you gotta get those void lords and prisoners etc on the board to protect with the taunt and then make sure that they die and you just keep uh, generating demons and then you're in the late game so um you can level to six quite safely once you have your Morganus and you're finding demons for free and your wrath weavers are growing and then it's you know you can try to get a golden felbat um you can try to get a golden urzul uh and you're finding golden selfless, you're finding barren. And then eventually, you know, if you haven't goldened your doomsayer, you can cut one or two doomsayers where you just say, okay, this uh, I switched into just having huge minions because I, let's say, I golden my big fernal, I have this golden Urzul. Nothing is really dying anymore. Uh, okay, time for the doomsayers to go. And then it's just pump, 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 demon, demon, demon. Uh, and you just get these huge stats. And your, your weak spot is that your Urzul is taunted. So people will try to cheese you with a spore. So that's where you try to Argus other demons, that's where you maybe play a Ghoul, that's where you play the Selfless, and, and you counter that. Um, and it's very, it's very consistent. I think if you have early two Wrathweavers in a lobby where demons are in, it's pretty easy to get top two, top three. Because even if you miss on the Doomsayer, you, you push so hard on tier four with Morganus and you just bunker down and play demons, that you probably still find a Doomsayer later, and you can still farm a little bit. Uh, And sure, whenever you fight the guy that did get the early Doomsayer, you get smacked. (laughs) You you hope that you survive. And the other people get smacked harder if they failed. Because, uh, you know, the next one we'll cover is Leapfrogger. And that build is very popular, but it's this really high uh, hit or miss rate. And uh, you can kill a lot of people that are working on their Leapfrogger builds before they are strong. Uh, And you can do that with just regular No-Doomsayer, double wrathweaver, Mal'Ganis, Demon Spam. Yeah, cool. Uh I don't want to turn into like rap god just sitting here like bah, 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 <laughs> well, I mean, and, uh, It's <laughs> pretty interesting. So I just like give you yeah. some time if you any any remarks, any comments. You
0: know. Uh no, you've kinda covered uh at least for demons, kinda what you want to do. You don't wanna go uh what I should do is like try to repeat what you're saying, like get the get the base uh, system sure. out. Yeah, get, of, the, uh, yeah put get the, the IDR now too. Yeah, so at least with Demons, right, you're trying not to go full power at the very beginning. You want to have a bit of uh, scaling, right, with the Doomsayers. You want to get the Doomsayers as fast as possible. So if if you can even, like, stay on one a little bit earlier, get a triple and then level, and then try to high roll an early Doomsayer, it's that strong that you're considering that is uh, maybe the line when Demons are in. And once you do have a Doomsayer, then you want to you still want to have like one scaling maybe uh a wrath Weaver or a, a Imfern or not a big Fern or something to to make sure you're not taking too much damage but you do want to focus on getting a lot of demons early so that you can uh you know hit those power spikes get those big big scaling because if you just put all of your scaling in immediately then you're going to you're gonna struggle not have enough room to get uh the in front of the really have that value that you need to go for the victory so you do yeah. want at, to at some point you just notice the Doomsayers are procking maybe one or two
1: like if let's say you have two Doomsayers and you get like two demons per round then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Put it that way. And that happens if you're like oh two huge big Fernals, two huge Wrath Weavers, Moganus is like okay, what's dying at that point?
0: yeah so you want to focus on scaling at least for the initial point when you're not feeling like too too pressured but then at some point you do want to like start putting everything in making sure that you are strong so you can contest with the other people getting their builds online and then going for the victory so i think that's kind of at least for demons kind of what you want to be looking at that's what i got from your you know your speech there Uh, yep that's uh that's a good that's a good takeaway for sure
1: Okay, uh, so yeah, I, I said we were gonna cover Leapfrogger next. Right. Uh, Leapfrogger is something that looks absolutely crazy. Uh, so first of all, let's let's cover how it works. Whenever Leapfrogger dies, it passes on its death rattle. Uh, it gives sorry. It first of all gives a friendly beast plus two plus two, the golden version plus four plus four, and then it passes that death rattle on to its targets. So what really happens is. If you only have one frog and you don't have golden macaw, you don't have Baron, that death rattle feels fine. Whatever, it's even like a bit slow. It doesn't really do much because it's just like one beast dies, one death rattle gets transferred. One beast dies, one death rattle gets transferred. What starts happening when you have Baron or even golden Baron macaw, golden macaw, you have oh, this death rattle gets triggered four or five times, boom, 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 boom. all those death rattles get smacked onto different beasts. Um, the moment you have a few of those frogs stacked on the same minion and like a macaw attacks and triggers that minion, you have three to four frogs that get procked at the same time within a baron. So then that is a net times two, that's like six to eight frogs. If that is a golden macaw that goes off two times, that's like 16 frogs. And you can see how this runs out of control incredibly fast when you have things that accelerate uh, death rattles such as Baron, such as Macaw Golden Macaw. The um, the ideal end game lineup, uh, and of course I might be off a little bit here, but this is going to work at least very well. Is let's say you have a Taunted Golden uh, Leapfrogger, also just reborn on all your beasts. Every time you hit the snake, you just reborn a beast, which makes the comp even more consistent. So you can have this Taunted Golden Reborn Leapfrogger in the front. And then you just have, say, two macaws, two rat packs, that's five. And then you have maybe this uh, rat that gives you a death rattle taunt when it dies and a baron. And then what happens? You just have so many, because the rat packs are crucial in this kind of lineup. And, and it feels counterintuitive at first because you're thinking, wait, I've played Goldrun for all this time. I know that when I'm playing Goldrun macaw, I don't want extra death rattles. What's the difference here? The difference is that you're not leading with your macaw proccing your frog. You're leading with the frog dying. And then you have the baron, which helps you spread the frog death rattle around. So it jumps onto different minions. Then, if it's reborn, it's going to come back, die again. Again, it uh, puts another two or three frogs across your board, depending on if you have regular baron or golden baron. And then it's time for the macaw to attack. The chances that it's going to pick a death rattle beast that doesn't have a frog yet is very small. So that macaw is going to proc the death rattle beast, which is either going to you know spawn the taunted rat or it's going to spawn a regular rat from a rat pack and uh, also proc the frogs that were on that death rattle beast. Now, if you're lucky that macaw stays alive. And it also probably caught some uh, frogs, <laughs> which then if the macaw stays alive until it's time for the macaw to attack again, it starts healing itself. And it's, it's a very silly, uh, experience. Um, yeah, but even if you're not lucky and the macaw, the macaw ends up dying, you have so many, uh, extra beasts with the two rat packs in the back or the rat pack and the high main, if you, if you didn't get two rat packs that Uh, As long as your Baron stays alive long enough, you've accumulated so many uh, Death Rattles that you will have something silly like your Rat Pack dies and suddenly you will have like a 30-30 Rat, a 20-20 Rat, a 15-15 Rat, a 40-40 Rat. And then like that 40-40 Rat dies, it transfers all its stats onto another token and you just very, very routinely have these 200 health tokens. And it is extremely hard to beat. Uh, the, the most common counter is Zap, but if Quillbars are in, all you need to do is put some gems on your Baron. Boom, your Zap doesn't work anymore. Cool story, bro. Um, so that that's that is very frustrating because if they have sufficient taunts that you don't just insta snipe the Baron, they will. The damage will have been done where enough Frog Death throttles have been spread that even if you snipe the Baron, it's it's too late. The snowball is rolling and they'll just get way too many frogs for you to handle. Uh, Yeah, so that's the that's the good part of it. This is the this is what happens when things go right. When things go wrong when you're playing frogs is you're rolling and it's like, where is the baron? I need the baron because the the build doesn't really work without baron. That's the that's the downside. Uh, If you don't have a baron, you know, we talked about how this build grows exponentially. Which means that if you never get to the point where that one frog death rattle turns into two frog death rattles, it's very hard for those spro- frogs to spread around, and you don't actually create more. It's just like this okay kind of buff thing that is uh, going around. It's not. Um, it's not this. Oh, one frog turns into two, turns into four, turns into eight. Blah blah blah. blah. So yeah, that's. That is the biggest issue whenever you're playing frogs, and this is why a lot of people trying to hard force frogs they die because they don't find Baron, or they didn't get them a call, or they only got one regular frog. And yeah, so I would not actually recommend playing this build if you love gaining MMR, but it is, it is an absolute shit show that you will want to witness at least one time before they nerf it. So yeah, if you haven't done this yet you know, go ahead and, you know, you know, you don't want to, you're not afraid to lose some MMR. You can, you can just force it. You can just buy some frogs, buy a Macaw, take the Reborn Snake whenever you see it, and then either triple into a Baron or go to five and roll for a Baron. And it's, yeah, it's, it's quite something when it comes together. They uh, yeah, have very, very strong end game builds, probably the strongest build, um, hands down. Like I've, I've, sometimes I just have these, you know, 90 health dragons and I'm just like, oh, I have no chance against this leapfroger build, <laughs> which is pretty dumb, right? When you just look at your board and you're just like, you know, I can even be a lot more, I, I, have, I think I had my tower ghost. That was like a 180 HP, uh, 100 plus attack dragon. I'm just like, oh, I don't have a chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, very sad. So, all right, so any uh observations or questions for for beasts or do you want to move on to well, mix i
0: i think uh i you know not knowing anything i think it's pretty interesting that the rat pack seems to be like a critical piece of the composition right like when i was just looking at the cards you know give a friendly beast plus two to this set rather, right Rat pack didn't like strike me as like oh man this is going to be broken with rat pack but as you talk about it and see how it works with Makah, right? Since the Leapfroggers die, you really can work, it really can work with any beast essentially, right? So you really wanna just like kind of make a, you know, relatively infinite number of beasts essentially, like give them all that death rather than the more macaws you have, it spreads around and it, it it can get very annoying it seems, right? Like you're like, ah, oh, I need to hit this, or I need to hit this macaw here, or, or I have no chance, da da da. so i i I do think it's kind of interesting that you're talking about it, and you're like, rat packs just like very common, very key here, <laughs> I'm like oh rat pack that's that's a name I haven't heard in a long yeah. time
1: <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll you'll see it as well where if they don't have the rat pack, they just run out of things, and yeah. the frogs don't keep going, but when they have a rat pack, they just never run out of things. It just keeps jumping from one rat to the other, yeah
0: that's pretty interesting i don't know uh, looks like uh it sounds all annoying i gotta be honest uh, the way you're describing <laughs> it it all sounds it's like it's very uh, annoying yeah. you just
1: see it like you're essentially what you're hoping is like please snipe the baron early enough so they don't get a million frogs but if they have proper tongs and reboards and stuff you're just not getting there you just know you're not killing like what you need is like uh You know, you've played like Major Domo, I have this huge Mega Wind Fury Elemental in the front. That's Uh. what you need. And just be like, all right, let it rip. Come on, get through the taunts, insta snipe the Baron get it over with. Uh, But if they get to attack with their macaws while the Baron is alive, it's like you're almost it's it's already over. This damage is done. There's too many frog death rattles on their board at that point
0: pain. Uh.
1: Yeah, pain, pretty no. much. It's just pain. <laughs> but yeah, a huge Mega Wind Fury, that's a good counter. So a Golden Zap, right? That is also pretty good because what you do is you just, like, proc their wrap packs early. Uh, you, like, hit the wrap pack, hit the 1-1, hit the rat pack, hit the 1-1. One, 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 one. Or if they've only got the one wrap pack, you maybe even snipe, you know, macaw or uh, the Baron if they don't have gems. So, like, Mega, like, Golden Zap is pretty good against this. Uh, but regular Zap often is not enough to beat the comp.
0: My question is, how often do you like specifically run golden zap and, and such like that? Yeah, so what I would say is, let's say you're playing this insane demon high
1: roll, but you know the guy's got a perfect leapfrogger built that you don't, you're not big enough. Then you could just like spam on tier six, right? Because uh-huh. you're tier six really early. You're just start buying zaps and holding them and be like, all right, I'm going to prepare for this leapfrogger. <laughs> gonna just
0: bring a golden zap. Uh to the party yeah that makes a lot of sense actually yeah Yeah. I I could I could see that being it's pretty uh
1: I never thought I'd say that
0: but yeah like golden's app is actually pretty good against uh this what we're playing this meta all right all right uh I think I understand that um all righty any you want to work are we also covering dragons and the other mechs and dragons yeah okay okay fair enough okay well then I'm good to go you can lead the way. All right, yeah, I guess I said
1: we we're going to do mechs, so mechs, it's two. It's not necessarily two different things because they can come together, but um, you have Omega Buster mechs, which is pretty much like Goldren. You put an Omega Buster in the front, it dies, it buffs your whole mech board, and if you have Kangor to bring that back, if you have Baron to times to it, you can even, instead of Kangor, play Parrot and use Parrot Omega Buster, and then you're really playing that Death Rattley build where you just get huge. Yeah, yeah, really. You can play. I've done it. I've played, no, 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 I've played no, it's, Golden.
0: It's it's, it's just what? Golden Mechs. It's me- yeah,
1: it's Mechrin. Mecrin. you know, call him Mechrin. Uh, and, and this card is one of the few cards that I think is worth tripling into uh on six, right? If you want to if you want to triple into a six, I think Omega Buster is a really cool one. Because uh, if you if you're on tier five and you have a buster and you can just roll into kangaroos, roll into Baron and stuff, that's really cool. That's a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Uh, I'd say the other side of Mech in this meta is uh, funny. It starts with a Quillbore. Cool it's Gem Splitter. <laughs> uh, gem Splitter is this crazy Quillbore cool when you think about it. You know when, when oh, you yeah. look at this, yeah. when you look at when you look at Gem Splitter at release, you're saying, oh, it's a two four. Get a blood gem per time of the vine shield is lost. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is once two Divine Shields are gone, that is a Sensei, but you get to choose where it goes and it's Blood Gems, so it can go on a Shaker, it interacts with the pumba, so there's there's so much crazy stuff. Uh, there are many times when I play a Mech board with Gem Splitter where I will have two Gem Splitters or a Golden Gem Splitter and I will get 10 Gems per turn. Insane, right? You have a puma on the board that is plus 20, plus 20, wherever you want it, that can go straight on a Mech roll which just keeps resetting that can go straight on the Deflecto, which we know is amazing when you start buffing it up. So uh, this card is definitely some a card that deserves respect if you haven't picked it up enough. Uh, whenever mechs are in and Quill Boards are in, that is a combination you will be looking out for. Now, obviously, you still prefer to hit the Doomsayer if demons are in. But if you miss it and you see like this Deflecto and Gem Splitter in the shop, like don't hesitate. That's a very, very good shop. That's a very good direction to go. Um, and yeah, eventually you're going to either try to meet, you know, let's say you have Bronze Warden, Deflecto, and uh, the Whirly, the Divine Shield Elemental. Suddenly, Gem Splitter and Agon looks pretty good because now you get to pump and you get to play this little menagerie where you have quillbore, Mech, Dragon, and Elemental. And then, you know, uh, those two comps can come together if you, say, are running a more traditional, oh, Gem Splitter, Deflecto, Mechroll. Suddenly, you pull an Omega Buster, you're like, sure just throw it in there that's extra buffs and uh, suddenly you are playing a baron you're playing Mega buster you have these huge deflectos huge mackerel from the gem splitter you might get out of the gem splitter later yeah so mechs are super playable it's just these two specific um, directions do need the enablers right so you do need the divine shields and then the gem splitter or at the very least a uh, what's it called grease bot? Okay. Grease bot is another card that interacts really favorably with divine shields. Um, I usually prefer splitter because it's I can I can stack one thing and grease bot spreads it around, but it's totally fine to have uh, an early grease bot buffing Flectos, especially if you were able to get an early mackerel and put module on it. It's this really frustrating thing for the opponents. You have this taunted mackerel in the back, and then you have like four or five divine shields in the front, and then a gem splitter. <laughs> and what happens is uh they attack the mackerel, it loses the shield, you attack with a shield, macro gets a shield back. They attack into the mackerel, macro loses the shield, you attack with a shield, macro gets a shield back. So, yeah, very, very strong, especially versus demons where there's no divine shields or no wind fewer, or no nothing. They just keep crashing their big undivine shielded minions into your 50, 60, 70 attack mackerel. If you have arms slash, uh, grease spots, slash gem splitter pumping gems. So those are the, the two directions you can go early buster or early gem splitter and shields.
0: Okay. Sounds, um, that one doesn't sound like too different. I guess the gem splitter is like a unique addition right with the with the patch. yeah
1: getting getting 10 gens around you're like whoa this is not okay this is like flat dust cause steroids are you are we not like,
0: seeing like too much flat test because the other compositions are just way too way better
1: yeah so ground shaker i feel is just always uh too too low so i i came to this realization when i had this like really good ground shaker start and i'm just it's just not enough and you only get to keep the attack for one turn. right? So Ground Shaker was very dominant in the pre-patch yes, meta okay. where you would have this good board and you're just like, okay, I'm fine. And then you fight this guy with Ground Shaker. It's like, I'm taking 20 and I'm strong because he just has this deflect on us, 30 attack, man. I can't beat it. And right now it's just like, oh, 30 attack deflect, though. Oh, you know, that's whatever. I have this like 60-60 pink guy. I have these frogs that don't really care about your shields. I have these dragons that just have an, a natural amount of attack. I don't care about your ground shaker. So, uh that's that's when I realized okay, this is just not a card anymore. I, don't, you know, I might want to play ground shaker to proc the um uh to proc the whelp smuggler, <laughs> right? Because ground shaker buffs your entire board. If you have a board full of dragons, all your dragons get attacked. So all your dragons get procs. The whelp smuggler is like, ooh, HP for everyone. So that's pretty much the only reason I use ground shaker right now is if I have whelp smuggler, I can use the gems on the ground shaker, and every dragon on my board gets a whelp smuggler proc, and the health is permanent. Uh, so in that regard, it's it's okay. But just pure ground shaker, it's not a thing anymore. It's just not something you want to do. So if Ground Shaker isn't really a thing anymore, Flat Dusk, it's really been those high roll games where I just play Shutter Walk or something and I pull a, like I had, to, I had one Shutter Walk win where I pulled two Flat Dusk and then I opened an Agam. And I'm like, okay, you know, like
0: <laughs> this is
1: so dumb that, you know, even in this meta, I can probably get enough stats with that, uh, you know. <laughs> but then we're talking, what is that? Turn six, I have two... Flat tusks turn seven. I have an agam, right? <laughs> so that's that's pretty, that That is the uh, that is something I was going to share after talking about mechs and uh, what's the last one? Uh, dragons is that you can still play pretty much all the other tribes, you just need to high roll like crazy. So, it, on average, it's not really worth chasing the other comps right now because unless Bob is just really throwing all the pieces at you, like he did the one game, I got the two flat tusks and the agam. You know, it's just don't don't waste your time with it because you're just not strong enough unless it's an obscene high roll. All right, so that was mech, Mm -hmm.
0: right?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we go to the last meta tribe, which is dragons. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to say, but dragons actually feel a little bit more balanced now where I I still think it's BS how much HP you can accrue with Whelp Smuggler. But it's it's not as BS as how crazy demons scale. It's not as BS with how unbeatable beasts feel in the late game. Okay, I want
0: to. I want to interject here. Is that due to it being balanced? Like, oh yeah, this is like okay. Or is it due to just the other uh tried? Oh no! If if the others would get
1: nerfed, God no! I don't want swab smuggler to be a thing. Okay, I just um, I just yeah. want to clarify that it's not like <laughs> yeah no, oh, no yeah, yeah sure, this is a sure. balanced
0: thing. I just want
1: to make sure. Not okay, a, 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 you're saying you can still. So if you want my opinion on what I would want to happen is I just want Welp Smuggler, Doomsayer, and Frog. I just want them nuked uh, out of orbit. I just don't want them to be in the game anymore because I, th- I think that Blizzard might be too timid when they're going after these cards. Because what they've created now is not something where, oh, we'll just turn a two into a three, right? It's still like you get a lot of scaling very early. So... Maybe Doomsayer, Avenge 4, right? Sure, it's not as easy to trigger anymore. Uh, Leapfroger, God knows what they're going to do with that. smuggler, turn it into one health. Maybe, right? Those are good enough? I don't know, uh, because right now you can do some pretty silly things with them. And then uh, then a new landscape will emerge anyway, and we'll have to see. But yeah, I, I guess those are my like nerf takes right now where avenge four and whelp smuggler one hp frog god knows what they're going to do with it because i think those are the three cards they want to go after uh if you're if you're balancing this meta uh anyways right so we're not in that stage yet or we're not at that stage yet we are now playing the the clown fiesta meta where you have these like broken cards so how do you get a good dragon game The benefits, uh, especially in a non-demon game, I think demon games are very high tempo because people just get a lot of stars on their board very quickly because they're getting cards for free. So you get the level and you get to buy high tier things. So in demon games, I don't actually love doing dragons because dragons are a little slower to take a little bit more time to get uh, going. Uh, So let's say you're not playing a demon game. A lot of the time people are gonna be wasting their time trying to roll for frog comp and you're just sitting there like chilling Getting your smuggler, getting your dragon pairs. And at that point, pretty much what I do in every dragon game that I have time is I fish for Caligos because there are little to no cards that abuse the whelp smuggler dragon interaction as much as Caligos because Caligos will give plus one plus one to your entire board of dragons, which is just phenomenal if you have a golden smuggler. Suddenly, your Caligos buffs. It's plus one, plus five. Yeah, plus one, plus five per battle cry. That is ridiculous. All right. So, until you're there, what are some things that you can play when you have an early Welp Smuggler? So, Welp Smuggler plus the Chromatic Welp. That works on its own. You're going to level the Chromatic Welp. Is going to gain attack. Up. Welp Smuggler is going to give it HP. That's some free tempo. Uh, Tarragosa is almost universally a great pickup. Uh, there's a lot of cool things you can do with Tarragosa. Uh, one of my favorites is one that is actually a little bit bugged where it sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. It's really oh god man. They they actually said in the patch notes that sometimes Welp Smuggler will not apply its buffs. They literally said that in the the patch notes. They 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 admitted that. You know, sometimes it's just not going to work guys. <laughs> it's just like you're not always going to get all the stacks you want. Tough luck. Uh, It's either that or, you know, you get too many stacks. Take your poison, Uh, say, I'll take this one version where you don't get too many stacks, Uh, which is not true, by the way. There's still some interactions, but we'll cover that. So I'm a bit all over the place. Let's get back (laughs) to center here. Whelp Smuggler and um, Tarragosa. You can Argus the Tarragosa and put an arm down. And this is what happens. They attack the Tarragosa, Tarragosa gains attack. Welp Smuggler procs, plus 4HP if it's a Golden Smuggler. Your Taragosa now survives. She gets attacked again. Oh, two attack. Oh, look at that. Another 4HP. Taragosa is still alive. And then after all that, she gets to keep the stats. So that's really, really cool. Now, this is the one that fails a lot of the time where I think it works for a couple of the attacks and then it's suddenly like, okay, whatever. All these Welp charges, you're not getting them, bro. Uh, The Arm stacks will stick because arm, Arm works normally. Um, Arm is not something that is specifically to Tarragosa, if you gain attack from the arm in combat, you get to keep it regardless, Uh, but the whelp smuggler triggers on each of the arm proc seems a little bit wishy-washy, but it's still good, you're still gaining a decent amount of stats per turn, it's not as many as it should be, assuming you read the cards and the cards (laughs) do what they say they do, uh, which is... Completely crazy. Can we just like take a moment to say Doug, that? Well, you know, you're gonna do this, and like you kind of have to guess how many stats you're gonna get because sometimes it works a little bit better than the other. One. Like, yeah, pretty crazy stage of the meta here. But I guess they just made a really difficult patch for themselves to mechanically make it work. You know, like the the engine must be suffering, or like <laughs> I yeah I don't really know like what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, regardless, right? That is one of the things you can do. What is another thing? A very, very easy mid-game dragon thing to do is prize promo drake. This is a five-five that buffs in combat mm-hmm. plus one plus one for every dragon you have on your board to the adjacent minions. If you have tarragosa, this is not a temporary buff, this is a permanent buff. So if you get either one tarragosa to prize promos next to them or one price promo to tarragosa next to them, that is very, very strong. Uh, but you can also just regularly play some gems. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to that later. Why gems are very important. But usually, when you have a wolf smuggler, you're going to be buying every single gem generator you see, just to put gems on your dragons. I can just cover it now, actually. Why? why that's, so it's safe. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is the thing, right? This is the one interaction that I know is still bugged, or uh, you know, why? I think it's why I have a leg up playing dragons because I don't see a lot of people doing this when you have the 3-3 Quillboard that moves gems, every single gem is a trigger for your whelp Smuggler. So if you are moving 10 gems from one dragon to another, that is 40 health without the gems. Every single gem is like ding, 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 ding. Your Smuggler goes like gem, 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 <laughs> gem, gem. So, uh, do you understand, Colin? Yeah, I here?
0: understand. And that does not seem right at all. What? That is no. not right. No, 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 no. That is, well, okay. I can I mean, see it, in that some technically weird right. Way. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah this,
1: is, this is why I still play dragons quite often is because I have this like 20 health dragon and I move 10 gems and it's now a 70 health dragon. <laughs> You're like, oh, you know, the first time we did that, it was like, Chad, was that? too many triggers felt <laughs> like too many triggers and then we did the math i was like oh my god it's procking per gem uh so you just what what i do it's kind of like when you're playing volgen right if you're playing yeah, high level yeah, right. you're keeping track of your stack right where your gems are so you're just moving. You're making sure all the gems are on one dragon and then you just keep moving the stack from one dragon to another. You're just like, oh, 50 health, 60 health, it's just, the stack keeps moving. So you're buying every single gem and you're buying every single 3-3 three, three quillboard that moves the gem and it's just, it's nasty um you don't get to do that too often during the game just because you you know you need to roll into all the gems and then you need to roll into multiple three threes but yeah the games where you get to move the stack many times you get a silly amount of buffs uh, okay so i don't know you know if they're going to be fix- fixing that um like if that's going to be like a stealth uh fix or whatever so if you're trying this at home and it's no longer working then you they fixed it, <laughs> but uh, tr- try it. It's it's pretty. It's pretty powerful.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. When you're playing dragons, you're you're trying to use little tips and tricks uh, or just tricks, I suppose, in the early game to stay relevant. So use gems, swap the gems, Tarragosa arm, Tarragosa prize promo. But the goal is to create pairs and then triple into Cali, triple into Nadina, and then keep your smuggler as long as you can oftentimes you're gonna throw your smuggler um if it's golden you're probably keeping it but if it's a regular smuggler you're probably gonna make space for another caligos because while uh we talked about it last time but that right. was when smuggler was still bugged right, right? Uh, but now that smuggler is no longer bugged the sheer upside of building up another dragon is that during combat let's say you have Nadina that second caligos is getting shielded that second Caligos right. is getting buffed by the Caligos as well, whereas Welp Smuggler will always remain a two five. Cycle. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you have a Golden Whelp Smuggler, you know milk that as long as you can, right? It's milk, milk, milk. There's so much HP, so efficient on the board. Uh, but even the Golden Whelp Smuggler uh, probably goes at some point where you know you're trying to. You're maybe it's when you introduce the Nadina. Maybe it's when you try to roll an uh, Maybe it's when you have to play a Zap versus Beast. But you know, when you're going into your final battle, you don't want to carry a four eight body into the fight. Okay, I think that's it. That's the uh, Meta 101 right now. Now there's other things you can play, but if you want to keep it straight, keep it simple and just try to gain some MMR, play one of those four things.
0: All right. So now that I've listened to everything, I guess I just have some, you know, just a couple of questions. Yeah, se. go for it. So. Sounds like you're not really focusing on like any of the old compositions that we used to run, right? We're not doing like Eliza that much, we're not doing like double hogger plays, we're not doing just like mechs without a a or or uh, or any of that. We're just kind of not mecha but holy mackerel. Um, yeah, we're just mackerel kind of mega
1: buster. yeah,
0: we're just kind of focusing on the new broken stuff, because that just seems to be way stronger than anything we've created. Yeah, before. Is, I, that, is would, that is that is that is that correct? Or am I like I think that's
1: a good assessment where I, I'm just so heartbroken every time I try to play the other stuff and I have this good start and I'm just like, it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough. So I, I just learned that it's usually better to at least try to be strong and lean towards the broken stuff. And if it happens, you have a shot that's, you know, getting top two, top one. If it doesn't happen, you're probably not going to do that much worse than when you were all in on an old school composition.
0: Okay. Another thing, um, seems like since we're not doing a lot of the old stuff and it's more, uh, you know, leapfrogger, which is a two, uh, impatient, let's no. say, which is a three, you know, wild smuggler, which is a two right and you know the mech stuff it's a five but you're only taking that if you're not going the other compositions right so it's it seems to be a lot of twos a lot of threes right so it it seems like maybe leveling is not like the most important thing to do right it's more like let's make sure we get the key pieces right because i I assume if you're trying to run a beast comp you don't have leapfrogger. you're kind of like what am i doing same thing with a demons without the impatient you're kind of like what am I doing right so it, there's yeah. more like a a focus on making sure you get those good uh key deciding pieces more than like let's level get go early early five or something and see if we can make it work from there
1: yeah I don't really pull fives unless it's specifically for trying to hit a, a baron or so the yeah. um that's kind of a weird way to put it right now. I think that sixes are still okay, especially when, you know, Eliza and Omega Buster are in. You can still pull on Eliza for a little bit of tempo, a little pick-me-up. But you, especially when demons are in, if you triple, I, I like tripling into threes or fours a lot more because then you can either triple into a four, pull Morganus and then roll on three, get the Doomsayer, or you can early triple into a three, get the Doomsayer, pop off. Let's say, you know, to give you an example, you can play Bran and you can have your curve where you're going to sit on tier one. You can find your tokens. Oh, that's a great you can question. Have your, you can have your two five drops. Sorry.
0: Go ahead. Oh, I, you, you finish your point and then I'll, I'll you oh, give sure. me another question. That's yeah. I mean. So you do that. You get your two five drops. You're on
1: 1015 health by the time you pull your five drops and you're trying to stabilize from that point. Or let's say you pull your five drops and then you drop to seven, eight HP. Uh, the reason why you drop so low is because people aren't doing this leveling anymore. Before the pre-patch uh, or, you know, pre-patch, you would be playing brand, and everyone else was leveling as well. Everyone else was going for six drops as well. They were, they had two sellamentals on their boards. They didn't have, you know, Doomsayer and all this other stuff. They didn't have a bunch of higher star or like two to three star uh, things on their board where you would take significant damage if you were throwing these rounds. And there is not much uh, there's not much room after pulling those fives. You have to pretty much immediately hit like two mama bears or something and just pop off like crazy. So why take that risk if you can also not try to go for fives and sixes and you're just rolling and you're just like, oh, well, I guess I'll just triple into a four because of some tempo because I'm just trying to be as strong as I can be right now while I'm trying to hit these broken cards. So that is really the the meta right now. People are just aggro tempo, put cards on your board, roll for the broken stuff.
0: Okay. Uh, the question that, that I was thinking is like, where does you know brand fit in the equation? Where does you know lightfang fit in the equation? Right? These these very key like tempo units. Where does well, metrics is gone, but you know where do you do you see lightfangs anymore? Do you see you know, brand, you know, those kind of compositions or or or, or those like, like mid-game tempo stuff kind the easy, of
1: easy like the easy answer is no, is no. I knew uh, it. Yeah. So Damn. yeah, you, sometimes you <laughs> see someone with a light fang on their board and it's kinda of KW. w. Okay. Uh,
0: Damn. But I've I, done I it light where Light Okay.
1: <laughs> I was playing Light Fang on Curator. I actually had a curator win today. Um, where I had Golden Whelp and Light Fang buffed my Curator and one Dragon, which then propped my whelp, which suddenly picked the Light Fang worth it because it gave six health, <laughs> which is kind of dumb, where Light Fang was kind of just an activator for a two drop. <laughs> uh, and obviously, if, you, if you're if you playing Reno and you get an early Golden Light Fang, you'll probably still use that as, as tempo, ride right that, go to tier six, because I guess that's the other thing that I still need to mention. If you somehow, let's say, you know, perfect example, you are the Reno, you have this Golden Light Fang, you do have a lot of tempo, uh, you can go to 6 and there's some cool stuff you can do on tier 6 if you're there really early uh, because of the new Murloc card, the 5-5 five five, that isn't a Murloc itself but that turns a Murloc golden in the shop. So what you can do is just roll on tier 6 play with Brand, play with Murlocs, and you can use that 5-5 five five to target an Amalgadon in the shop, and suddenly you have a Golden Amalgadon on your board, which means you can play more Amalgadons without them having to triple. So it's not incredibly uncommon to have like two Golden Amalgadons and a regular Amalgadon on your board, and that obviously still works. If you have Taunt, Divine Shield, Poison, that is a very good combination of things to have. Uh, funny enough, sometimes not enough for frogs, because, you know, they have the Rat Pack and they just keep coming, so the Divine Shield Poison doesn't even do that much. But for the majority of the other comps, if if you just have a crapload of tempo that allows you to go to tier 6 and Murlocs are in, you can just have a lot of fun. You can also just use that 5-5 five five to make a Golden Primal Fin, put the Golden Primal Fin in the shop, buy it, have a brand on the board play Golden Primal Fin, pull four Murlocs, get some, you know, like huge Bergurgles, Seers find more dong, uh, pull a six drop from the golden primal fin on top of all of that. So there's definitely a lot of fun shenanigans you can do. But that that almost only is a thing that you can do if you have this giant high roll start that allows you to level to six
0: in this aggressive meta. OK, OK, OK. So basically, you're not really seeing too much of it. As well. Yeah, you don't really see light brown. Go. Okay good to know good to know i just wanted to ask since you did mention brand i was like oh yeah brand that's Mm -hmm. a good card i wonder if people play that and it seems like nah get out of here (laughs) get out of here with your brand nonsense is what i'm hearing but okay
1: get out of here grandpa we don't play brand anymore yeah feels bad man back
0: in my day all right so those are the four i guess main like archetypes um
1: i I guess another like little thing i can i put a Elementals are something that, that works sometimes, uh-huh. uh, especially when let's say you're playing a lobby where you have no uh dragon, no beast, no demon. That's people's just like kick wait. What do we do now, right? What do we do? Like, uh, which one is in? Oh, mechs are in. But mechs are not like the insanely, insanely uh OP ones. Uh, so you can still outscale mechs with elementals. There are there's actually a really Cool thing you can do with Master of Realities, which is not something. Master of Realities,
0: huh? Okay. This,
1: yeah, this is the six drop. So yeah, yeah. I had a game on, um, and and this is something that I theory crafted, uh, and and I think XQM tweeted about it, um, where Master of Realities is like complete garbage until it's not, and then it's a god. <laughs> so. For those of you who don't even know what this minion is, I I don't blame you. Uh, It's a six drop, which we don't see very often in this meta. It is a six drop and it is a four, four. I believe it starts out as a four, four. And whenever an elemental gains stats, it gets plus one, plus one. Mm -hmm. Now, traditionally, if you were playing elementals, at least what I did as an elemental uh, pivot is I would be strong and then on tier six, I would get Hamul, I would get Gar, I would get Ragnaros, and it's this huge one or two turn pivots where the um, the Ragnaros come down, the Gar come down, you have the brand, you play Hamul, the shop is full of elementals, go, 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 and now that Gar isn't the thing anymore, that is very hard to set up. The Gar was such a big part of that transition that I don't really like doing tier 6 elementals anymore. Now, What you can do, however, is if you have Party Elemental, Molten Rock, Major Domo, all these things still gain stats. And every time anything gains a stat, Master of Realities goes ding, 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 plus one, plus one, plus one. So anytime you play an Elemental, when you have Major Domo, Party Elemental, and Molten Rock on the board, that's plus one, plus one for the Rock. Plus one plus one for the molten rock plus one plus one for the domo so it adds up very very quickly and especially if say that elemental was a smogger then the smogger buff itself will also uh you know check that box for master of realities so i was playing a millhouse game where i tripled into master of realities and then i had bran i had domo i had party elemental I had molten rock and then it's just you know pop 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 go 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 buff 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 um Nomi would still also work in those lobbies where you're just competing with the mechs. Uh, you have this new elemental Dazzling Light Spawn, which is a 4 5. This card, I, I find it difficult because it's like, yeah, you have it on the board and yeah, you get some big elementals, and then like your elementals stop dying and then it stops scaling, and you're like, huh, oh, this is weird. You know? Uh, so it feels like Dazzling Light Spawn, it's not really something you play around completely. It's more just. You play it and then you try to get Nomi or you play it and you try to get either that master of reality's buff or, or whatnot. But the Dazzling Light Spawn Comp on its own won't really, uh, won't really get there. Not, not
0: that Dazzling is what you're saying. I hear you. No, no,
1: did not Dazzle me away with its uh, performance. The uh, <clears throat> the cool thing about Dazzling Light Spawn, however, is if you have demons in the game and you have a good start. You can try to put Dazzling Lightspawn on your board for a little bit to carry it and let the Avenge proc, which is easy if you're making a Doomsayer work. Uh, And then you have big Elementals in your shop, which is very good for your Urzul and your Bat later on. If you're gonna be consuming the shop, it's nice to have the high status Elementals in the shop to consume. So that is a little little side note that we'll give. Um, But yeah, so that's Elementals where you can either do that master of realities thing which is a little bit more niche uh or you can just play nomi or if you're really 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 far ahead and you're a Janus or something you can still try to make ragnaros work but then don't look at master of realities that's just going to be rag amalgadons humbles nothing else just pump pump stats, stats. uh pirates is another tribe that you don't really see but sometimes it can work once again it's in those lobbies where beaster bands demons are banned, dragons are banned, you'll start to see some other tribes suddenly um, take some wins. And a really cool thing you can do with pirates right now is you have APM pirates with hoggers, and then you have a Peggy on the board. Peggy gives a random pirate plus one plus one every time a card enters your hand. So you can see that this can go crazy if you, say, have a flat dusk on the board and two hoggers. It's like... Bye bye bye, sell, 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 gem, 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 buff, buff, buff. The peggy is just going plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one. Because it doesn't matter if it's a gem, it doesn't matter if it's a minion, if it's a card, if it's a coin, right? It'll just give plus one, plus one. So that's uh, that counter goes up extremely quickly when you have two hoggers and a flat tusk. So that's that's something I've seen. Uh, and then obviously, you still have your salty looter on the board, which is getting plus two, plus two every time you play a pirate. Yeah, that, that can add up very, very quickly, but it's it's just more difficult to set up. You don't get two hoggers that easily. Uh, you don't get, you know, like every everything compared to oh, I found a doomsayer on tier three, <laughs> it's just so lackluster, right? You know, just like compare this composition, right? One composition needs to find one unit on tier three, the other one needs to find two five drops probably want the golden peggy probably want the golden uh salty looter right you need to be alive by that stage so it's just it's almost unreasonable to play this when demons are in it's just like why do that to yourself uh and then we have quillboards which i don't think quillboards are really a thing right now like obviously if you high roll a golden Pumbaa and two charlies yeah sure especially when demons and beasts are out like just pump get some stats but unless you're high rolling it like crazy, I would not want to go down the road of just having a full piggy board. No matter how no matter how much Bob really wants to uh <laughs> wants to sell it to you. You can you can buy it as long as it's the best tempo and then try to do something else as fast as possible. Cause it's usually just a death trap. It just ends with you being like, all right, I've got two dynamic duos, I've got two banner boards, I've got a shaker, it's like yeah
0: okay it's not doing anything it's not good enough you're poking it with yeah. a stick saying do something yeah like come
1: on cool boys, uh, do something
0: do something feels but, bad okay um but it seems like yeah demons kind of take the cake of the beasts are like second place but less consistent and then uh what did the other the, the other tribes don't matter you know <laughs> but uh no. dragon neck right yeah max max here also pretty powerful if you especially with omega buster early and then dragons if you can still get that whelp synergy uh to work it it can do pretty well so those look to be the the kind of big things you're not really seeing any like tempo fives lifebang brand not really that important uh in this meta at the moment uh gem splitter uh is like the real key um mech piece it's not really a quillboard piece itself it's more of a mech piece which is you know i mean you can look at the card and be like i understand that because mechs have a ton of divine shield but doesn't really seem to be any crazy quillboard synergies unless you get really lucky with like double six drop early and they synergize together but other than that you're not really focusing on the quillboards pirates can be good if you have you know double hogger peggy synergy but once again that's really expensive compared to like Demon synergy or even beast synergy and then you have the elemental stuff maybe a dazzling early switch into nomi composition if you can get uh demon synergy once again with a dazzling you can do that to have something to eat but not really the main focus right they seem to be like supporting uh archetypes here just get that cool to help the mech get the elemental to help the demons you know just avoid pirates in general we didn't talk about pirate scab at all even though that hasn't changed it just seems like you're not really looking for eliza in that yeah. way you're so not looking for the if other if you pieces.
1: get a full exodia come together that still works by the right. way it's just a lot harder to do that in a meta where people are hitting you in the face so early so uh it's yeah it's just very difficult to set up for the six. But if you get, I, I had a semi, Exodia comp earlier, I believe, where I had Golden Baron, Golden Eliza, Chad, regular Eliza to Scallies. Like I might be naming one too many, right? But it was essentially six units: so two Scallies, two Elizas, Chad Baron. Yeah. Okay. So, so that would normally have won a lobby. Yeah, oh, it didn't win. Oh no 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 so uh-huh. <laughs> i i fought i fought uh a nilhouse with the master of realities setup and he just had this 200 health master of realities uh, 150 150 bra you know elemental in the front so it was just too fat now if i had double golden chad golden yeah, eliza golden baron yes realistic. right but we are. We are stretching this, right? Like, how often did you used to get that? And it's it's harder now. I would say with the less time you have, if people are smirking with with demons. So yeah, it's one of those things
0: where yeah, it can work. But once again, you have to be high rolling it like crazy. I see. I see. Not not the greatest sign then, if that's what it takes. And you had the setup, and it still dies. So. Yeah. yeah
1: like it was a golden Baron double scally golden Eliza regular Eliza cat guard yeah, that, like... that got owned <laughs> that wasn't even close I got owned
0: okay well it's good to know a lot of uh interesting things just a, it seems like a complete shake up of the meta uh generally right it's not necessarily like if you skip the patch, you don't know the meta, and you're playing like randomly. Oh yeah, oh there's new patch. Let me try. Oh, I yeah, know. Yeah, you will,
1: you will lose like crazy. Yeah. If you're if you're going in blind, if you don't have the the knowledge, what you
0: need to force. Damn, I'm going in blind. Shit. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, not, I'm here. Yeah, I'm I'm not, here, not anymore. I guess that's true. You know, but like theoretically. Plus, I just gave you the yeah. The, you get. I know. <laughs> I I agree. Uh, Maybe I'm stretching a little bit. Maybe seeming a little bit weaker than I am, just to make uh make everyone you know.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Yeah, it's Collins. He doesn't know what is going on. We just kill him. (laughs) What the hell happened? (laughs) Collins with
1: like five frogs on his board. Surprise, motherfuckers! Um,
0: I know what's going on. uh, uh, (laughs) Sounds good, but yeah, um. I think some other things maybe we should talk about. what's your opinion on damage the damage buffer now uh, damage after cap. a week of playing uh,
1: yeah i I've learned to play with it, but it is just such a blatant bandit band aid to the problem that is underlying, which is we shouldn't be needing a damage cap in the right, first place, right. I don't want Shudder to be a thing where it can hit you for crazy amounts of damage out of nowhere. I don't want Death Rattles to deal more than one damage where, oh, my opponent has a coiler. Like I had a Reno that had an early golden coiler and I was like, oh, I guess I'm taking 15. Like that's that mindset that's that, like, oh, you know, I guess we're taking the, the maximum amount of damage here. It doesn't feel good. Um, I've been using it A lot of the time where I'm just like, oh, I cannot die here? 100%. Okay, let's do some stuff. (laughs) That is definitely a a dangerous thing to say to uh, experienced players where you're like, ooh, 100% I'm alive here? Okay, I'm uh, gonna greet it up a little bit. Uh, Something I have noticed though, which is almost counterintuitive, is I think it is better to save health early now that the damage cap is a thing, where a lot of the time, People, you know, like before the patch, what would happen a lot is you would just go crazy and you would go to five HP and then just hold there and stabilize because the, the theory would be, well, whether I'm on five HP or 20 HP, if I'd be losing a bad fight, a lot of the time it would take that 20 or I take 18 or whatnot. But now there is this huge incentive to keep 16 health <laughs> or more because just that is kind of an ice block. You're playing with an ice block at that stage. Right. If, if everyone is if everyone is alive and yeah ice block is very good so it's something that i uh i think it's also just how the meta evolved in this like more tempo-y uh because people are this is just a natural byproduct what happens when fives and sixes are shit people are tripling into threes and fours what happens when people tri- triple into threes and fours their power their power spikes a lot earlier and you get this uh tempo meta where people have high mains on the board people have these uh i don't know egg early people have god knows which four or three they want Uh, and those things have higher stars they deal more phase damage so it's it's just a lot better to to be on the board and mitigate that damage and then if you get the um if you get to
0: keep 16 hp you can treat it like an ice block okay so not like in love with it It still feels like a band-aid solution but learn to play around it and still can be utilized to your advantage like very easily especially if you uh know what you're doing and know oh if i don't die here i can really pop off which we did kind of talk about last week anyway so it's kind of more of the same that you know it it can be abused but generally just learn to play with it um okay i i did want to mention the damage cup um anything interesting throughout the week anything like fascinating oh this is a cool build you know just like a little something fun any cool build you saw someone do either you or yourself where you're like that's pretty sick you know maybe once they fix you know some of these overarching problems it might be something to look into and see if it could work
1: yeah yeah i did mention them but maybe just a little emphasis on that uh house major domo master of realities uh party elemental stuff that's that's very very fun to play because right now millhouse benefits a lot from the reroll elemental the five four that gives you a free reroll every time you play an elemental so your turns can get very long and very ridiculous if you have a brand you can find the um the four four elemental that puts elementals in your hand the four four elemental that puts elementals in the shop Every re-roll is almost free because you have that 5-4. It's, yeah, very, very fun, very crazy. And the other one is just being on tier 6 and getting a bunch of golden amalgadons. Like, that is also something that's not super meta because it's a bit harder to do. But if you do get there, the 5-5 five, five guy that turns a murloc golden in a shop is, it's very powerful on tier 6. Like, I think that they will not nerf that. Like, you know, that's, not some, that's not a card people are complaining about. So let's say they do nerf the three problem cards we mentioned earlier, Doomsayer, Welp, and Frog. If they if they nerf those three, then we might be going to tier six more. And then people might be like, "Wow, this this fish guy is kind of annoying." People just have this board of golden Melganons out of nowhere. Uh, you can go quite crazy with it.
0: Uh, that seems pretty interesting. Okay, I think we've covered a lot of it, right? um don't really feel like there's anything we haven't we missed right like it's a little bit different right we're not like specifically going card by card over yeah um all of the patch but i think this is more of a this would be this is a better format to have than like oh yeah let's cover all of the the murloc cards that we added you didn't mention murloc did you Mentioned Roland mm-hmm. at all? I, actually... I didn't well I mentioned Murloc in that it's the tier six
1: stuff, but it's a good okay, it's a good it's a good tribe that you bring it up here because there are some Murloc boards that do really well, especially when you are uh, not playing as Beast, because Beast is hard to counter with poison because of all the death rattles. So if beasts are out, you can actually see like a Flurg doing well or so where they have seven so their entire board is poisoned and they just keep getting a lot of a lot of stats but this is still an outlier this is still something on the fringes i would not recommend pushing for rock but yeah if you see a flurk getting his hands on a brand in a non-beast lobby that's 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 yeah that's not good news for the lobby a lot of the time because uh that is a lot of buffs just because you can make your whole board poison very easily with a seven if you get it early yeah
0: but not a crazy archetype to play with, right? Just doesn't feel as strong. Is is that due no, to? No, it's
1: not something I'm chasing at all.
0: Is that due to just like beasts, like kind of being like a hard counter, or is it more like ah, even if beasts are out, even if Mets are same, out, it's the
1: same problem, right? What do you need? You need a brand. <laughs> yeah. Where where is brand? Brand is on tier five. Okay, Doomsayer is on three. Frog uh, is on two. Vulp okay. is on two. Why why do I risk it? Why do I go to five when I can look for my shit on tier two or tier three? uh it's not right. like you never go to five but right. if you only can start playing your comp once you're on five or once you've tripled into a five you just start with several turns behind, behind. everyone okay. yeah you just have you just set several turns behind Yeah,
0: that's hurt that sucks I it's did, stupid right I, yeah I, that too. It makes did, no sense i did kind of talk about it where i was like you know ah uh, you know there's there's no direction on two or three i've i've mentioned this before where i'm like ah you know everyone just goes to five and then tries to get their compositions right there's like <laughs> I, I i what i thought about was like uh cobalt guardian uh on three right that was like a card where you go you go to you see the kobold early on three you're like okay i can you know focus on being a mech composition because i hit it uh here that i kind of like that where it's like okay i might change my game plan because i rolled the cobalt and cobalt strong enough on three where i now though, right? yeah yeah i mean it's yeah it's deflector i mean same thing but like deflector is a little bit weaker than cobalt when cobalt was in like max as a whole was a little bit stronger compared to everything else so it's a lot easier to be like okay this is this is enough of a pool to to commit to this composition uh i i, mm-hmm. I uh but I, I, there's definitely an issue when like you're thinking what is the best card in, in the game ah yes it's on two <laughs> it's on three <laughs> like yeah. what like no 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 the best you know the best card should be a higher tier right so that there yeah, should, like, should be six drops almost yeah. without
1: a, without exception when, why, why have tier six if tier six drops are not the best
0: yeah so it, it just feels a little bit weird there to be like ah I you know like yeah the directions on on two and three, but the game's on two and three. It's not just direction. This is what you're looking for. You just roll and try to get the doomsayer there. If you don't get the doomsayer, then it's it's not. Like, oh yeah, at least I can go to five and get a five drop and compete. No, it's like well I lost the game because I didn't get the two the three earlier than the uh, opponents there, and that's definitely not uh what i was thinking when i when i was thinking oh yeah there needs to be more direction
1: i just feel like the game was really good obviously it had its flaws but it was really cool just having to find a way to find those fives and sixes just you know that was your whole game right like find a way make it happen stay alive and level to six like just That was such a cool experience. Like, that was probably the best Battlegrounds I played in my entire Battlegrounds career is when I just learned to play with the cards I was given, level when the cards were not good enough, and then make the most out of it, get to Tier 6, and then just have this one turn where I find direction, pop off, right? Be it with Eliza's, be it with Ragnaros, be it with Caligos, And that's just... A really cool aspect of the game that that rarely happens in today's meta
0: yeah that's that's definitely unfortunate there but um you know you I guess you learn with it you try to you know
1: overcome yeah we'll we'll see right i like, I do assume that it'll get a lot better once they
0: nerf these uh these three cards. If they nerfed, right? You know, you never know if they're. Are- I mean, they did a
1: preemptive announcement, so obviously, after me saying, "Oh, they'll they're nerf tokens for sure," Uh, I want to be a little bit more cautious. I, I, you know, I just want to reiterate, like reemphasize how insane it is that Shudderwalk. <laughs> you know, an entire patch came out, and Shudderwalk was not touched. You know, neither in the token department nor in the hero power department. It's just like, you know, this hero is just routinely dealing 30 to people on like turn seven. Yeah, let's, let's just keep that. This You know, it's just like think about it. A hero that is routinely dealing 30 damage to people on turn seven. Pretty good. No changes. Nothing. It's just insane to me. So after, after that not getting nerfed, I cannot say with certainty that these three cards will get nerfed, which is uh, very sad. I wish I could say with certainty. But, you know, I, I thought I was certain that Shredder Walk would get nerfed. And here we are. It's exactly the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's um, that is definitely, you know, a little disappointing note to, to end on there. But hey, uh, theori- uh, theoretically, it should get nerfed. It should be better. <laughs> We should have a healthier meta i wouldn't say i haven't played it but i wouldn't say this is the healthiest meta <laughs> so, far, well, let's out, Kyle, so let's find out So let let's go play some games yeah this in the description but that shall be it for our uh podcast just like a week plus review of the meta as a whole and uh things like that make sure i thank shady because i didn't really contribute too much here which yeah sometimes that's all the podcasts <laughs> but <laughs> But yes, uh, you find us at uh, you know hsdb uh, hsbg podcast at Gmail if you want to send us something and we have our streams if you want to say hi or whatever or say you know how this podcast has changed your life. I really like those messages, you know. I don't get them enough, so you know, just feel free to send uh, send that you know draft our way, right? You don't. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? You know. I know you've been working on this draft rough draft for a while just you know just send it here i'll I'll appreciate it doesn't even need to have words (laughs) but yeah uh thank you for joining us and uh hopefully we'll see you guys next week and take care of yourselves and have a wonderful rest of your day see you guys